Have you ever licked ball sacks three times from Tuesday? Becca like a duke like a big a bag who hey what? Very good. Well, we're we're up and running. Right, cool. Alright, welcome to Super House. Tonight, the freeze is coming. This is Ben Juan. I've got here with Andrew. I'm ready. My body is ready. I'm fucking ready to do this. All of you losers are gonna die by my fucking comments tonight, baby. Okay, and we got Wolfie. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, corrections department. You guys might be wondering why am I referencing Mr. Freeze again? Well, here's the thing. Corrections department. I know I said in an earlier episode, there's probably not going to be a deep dive episode on the Batman and Robin script because the Batman and Robin script uh, wasn't that different from the movie. I was wrong. Uh, Wait, this whole episode is a fucking corrections department. Yeah, this whole episode is kind of a corrections department. Okay. So, full disclosure, I had never read the Batman and Robin script. I was just going off okay. the fact that nobody had talked about it online. Like, I had read the previous scripts that I've gone over in this uh, podcast because people have talked about, like, oh, the Tom Mankiewicz script. Oh, the earlier Sam Ham drafts of the Batman. Oh, the Sam Ham draft of Batman 2 that's completely different be- from Batman Returns. Those Wait, are awesome. real quick, did we actually get an intro for Wolfie? Yeah, he just right. hey. <laughs> Okay, I'm sorry. I'm going to buy the time here. here. Okay. Here I am. <laughs> All right, I'm sorry. Keep, continue, man. Continue. <laughs> but like, go. I'd never heard much other than people just say like, "Yeah, like, there's not much in here." That, that like, I think people people were trying to hunt down if there's a darker version of Batman or Robin, and it doesn't. I want to know what is in Akiva Goldsman's original oeuvre. Yeah, and I I, th- I don't think a lot of people read this compared to the other ones I've gone over, and I didn't want to read it before we revisited the movie because I'd never seen the movie since uh, uh, 1997, the full right. thing. So I'm just like, do I want to read the script before I've even experienced experienced the movie? Right. No. Right. But then I remembered while we were watching it because you mentioned how Robin's suit kind of looks like Nightwing's. I was like, wait a minute, I remember something that I had read, and I looked it up, yeah. and I found the script online. And all right, first tidbit: uh, when Robin first comes out, uh, Wolfie weren't part of that episode, so this will be information for you. When Robin first comes out, <laughs> Batman's original line is "Nice suit," and today you are. And Robin says, "Nightwing, scourge of darkest evil." So what originally with no cake? This could have been Batman and Nightwing, so like, not Batman and Robin. And this is the first appearance of Robin in this series in of the films, movie, right? not in. Let's, let's still a sequel to Batman and Robin. Remember? Right. No, oh, Batman, wait, wait, Forever. Batman Forever is. When I we mean, saw sorry, Robin. this is still a sequel to that would have been Forever. cool. Yes, it could have been like ten years later. Yeah, it could have. Yeah, they could have worked that out. Yeah, for sure. Nightwing, yeah. and then have Tim Drake Robin come in, and everybody would have been <laughs> familiar with. That's the Bat true. family, That's and we'd true. be talking a different story today. Indeed. So you mean to tell me there's more than one Robin? God <laughs> <laughs> damn! What if I told you there were like four, seventeen Robins? Four Robins. Four Robins. Well, <laughs> he has a fucking <laughs> veritable kindergarten you, full of Robins. <laughs> if you don't, yeah, if you don't count like certain ones, the official ones are Dick Grayson, Jason Todd. Tim Drake and Damien. All right, that's kind of kind of Stephanie Brown. It, you know? Yeah, yeah. And then well, once somebody on Reddit made this joke saying that like Damien's the one Robin that is we're pretty sure is never going to have a parents get their kill. Get their get <laughs> yeah, that's true. Backstory. Even if Talia dies, they always fucking bring her back anyway. She's got the fucking last. <laughs> what if they do that in Elseworlds though? Like fucking Bruce awesome. Wayne dies. Well, that, that's actually that, kind of cool. There is a story. It's Batman number six six six. Grant oh, Morrison shit. did it. Oh, yeah. yeah it of course, Grant Morrison did Damian that Damien Wayne as Batman if Bruce Wayne I should know killed. everything Grant Morrison does. I'm sorry. Yeah, you should. Yeah. <laughs> so he was originally going to be called Nightwing, and so I was watching him just like, wait a minute. There probably is some stuff. So I read the script, and look, this is not going to be a life-changing, like, oh, my God, here's what they shouldn't have cut, because we, we talked about that with the all previous three Batman movies. Batman Forever with the most Batman Forever with the most. Yeah, we were just like, holy shit, like, this would have been the best of the 90s Batman movies uh, if it had gone that way. But this is not that case. This is still very much in the campy 1960s style of right. it. But there's some cut scenes, and there was enough that it's worth going over. So, Did he still wear we- polar bear uh, slippers? You know what? Let me look that up real quick. Uh, yeah. What's All the right. best? I hadn't seen Batman Robin. What's the best freeze one-liner? Most um, ridiculous. Uh, I don't know. I mainly remember Ice to See You. Ice, ice to, to See You. <laughs> Allow me to break the ice. Yeah. My name is Freeze. 
Leonard, well, where's the chilling sound of your doom? Yeah. It's not so bad. Oh, and he literally, he lit- it's not a nice pun, but he literally says, today Gotham, tomorrow the world. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> that was such a like iconic, uh, you know, villain top of line. His game. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. That, must, that was right after uh, Jingle All the Way. Actually, it's probably a fair <laughs> piece after. Yeah. <laughs> I loved after Jingle All the Way when I was a kid, man. End of Days? What was that other that one? That was terrible. <laughs> What's the one where he was a clone the sixth day? Sixth day. Oh, yeah. Fuck that, too. He went through some terrible movies, yeah. man. He was like, ah, I can't do any worse with my life. I'll Time be a to politician. nearly become president. And yeah. It's <laughs> <laughs> a weird shift. We're Get flux, damn okay, close right. to being president of the United States. All right. So, uh, some interesting stuff that happens. There's a scene in the movie where they're in the Batcave and uh, Bruce is going over the origin of Victor Freeze. Wait, you don't talk? What about the the slippers, bro? Oh, yeah, you want to talk? <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> How no, no, important no. is continue the as, Continue as is. I'm sorry. Continue <laughs> as changed, is. In this original script, Mr. Freeze wears the slippers the entire movie. Oh, wow. All right. Awesome. Except the ice slippers. <laughs> the ice slippers. Don't call them polar bears. These are very ice Except slippers. Except also they not slip. They don't slip. So, Do you remember the ice levels on Mario? I don't know. I got nothing. you've been. <laughs> All right. So there, there's a lot of self-referential humor in this. So in one case, uh, when Dick hears about the origin of Mr. Freeze, he's like, let me get this straight. A brilliant citizen disfigured by a horrible accident reemerges as a psychotic supervillain bent on theft, revenge, and destruction. You see a pattern here? So he's kind of referencing <laughs> okay. Two-Face, potentially Catwoman, and Batman Returns. Take, and that, mo- take that line out. People are going to know that our movies suck. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's what would happen. That would make our movies connect more. We do not want that. Cut to Marvel. Take take Chris O'Donnell's stipend for the day. (laughs) He's staying on studio. Take off his Centrum Silver. (laughs) His prune juice. Class Robin nipples. Electrified. You know, my mom has been listening to this, and she's like, Chris O'Donnell wasn't 45 when he was filming, was he? <laughs> Look, Linda, he was 45. It's Hollywood. He it's all in the lights or something. Uh, the slippers are not in the script. I just found it. Oh, okay. <laughs> all right. So it was a good addition, actually, in the later drafts. put stupid slipper gag in movie. <laughs> they lose the post. Bob Kane was like, like, if anything, please don't give Mr. Free slippers. And then Bob Kane died. And then they just put it in. That 1996 you, Microsoft Bob. Word, the fucking um, pa- paperclip talking to you. Do not put the slippers in. Yeah. Hey, guess what? Don't put in those stupid ass slippers. <laughs> So there's here's another here's another sly reference. Uh, Freeze during the scene where he has the slippers and you're introduced to the hideout and everything. He looks to see the guys in the parkas. Even though he says this, even though his henchmen are in parkas, but he says everyone is always like, having a good time except me. Try as I might, I can find no pleasure. Perhaps my heart has truly turned to ice. Well, <laughs> so heart of ice. Poetry. Like <laughs> That's straight up fucking Shakespeare right there. My heart is truly turned. It's a mix of it's. Oh, yeah, it's like a mix of Dracula and Patrick Stewart is what my impression is. I oh. have a heart of ice. Remember I'm that? Like, yeah. Remember that? Did, wait, does he actually say that? No, I don't know. No, but he does. <laughs> that the, would be I'm just wrapping my heart and it's truly turned to ice. I'm just like, okay, now you're just reminding everyone of the better version of Mister Freeze. <laughs> he would never do that. Uh, oh, okay, so shit. here's another fun scene. Um, Nora. There's a different version of how they get introduced to Barbara Wilson. Uh, kind okay. of, kind of. I mean, she still shows up in front of Wayne Manor, but here's a different way to do it. Uh, so it's a new scene where Robin is fighting Mr. Freeze and his cronies. Robin delivers his fast set of spinning picks. He's, like, kicking ass and everything. Batman swings in. He drops Freeze's chest, hammers a series of punches in his tunic, running unconscious. Batman looks up at Robin uh, and says, we'll be starting again now. Pause virtual reality simulation. Okay. And then the whole thing wow. pauses, and it reveals that they're wearing VR goggles. It's the box? That's VR. Oh, that'd actually be a cool callback. If he stole Nigma's box to use yeah. the train Why Robin. Why wouldn't they not? If they have a VR in this... Well, they just did it! it, it no, Why he's just wearing fucking, VR. He's wearing VR the, You're saying it's not the box? What box? The box from, from Batman, Batman Forever. Forever. Yeah, it, it, Batman Forever was Riddler creating basically the future oh, 3D right. TV and That's sucking up right. people's brainwaves from it. The box, uh-huh. dude. It's and like it a would callback. Like some to... Wayne Tech or something. Yeah, it is. It oh, is. Right, right. It's a. It's. It's almost like Zuckerberg. They called it back in the day. The yeah. Bachelors did it, bro. So Batman's yeah. in there, like, 
like fighting people off with this. Well, he VR wasn't goggles. in it. It was just it's like the holodeck. It was just his well, way to do the. Yeah, yeah. He, it's kind of like the holodeck type of thing. And because uh, in earlier in the movie, he tells Dick Grayson like, "Hey, you made a mistake. You're going to spend like ten hours training in the simulator. Right. This is the actual simulator." Um, and so they have an argument. Dick's like, "I got the diamond. What's your problem?" Bruce's like, "You left your back wide open. Freeze could have killed you." So it's like it's the same back and forth of like. So they've already Bruce. met Freeze at this point. Yeah, this is after the the I big action you. sequence. I got you. Okay. I'm just covering the deleted. deleted yeah, I got get you. Down. Wow, get down, get down. We've got the bat. Oh, that's terrible. Get to the ice chopper. <laughs> he should have said that. Something like <laughs> get that. Get to right? the ice chopper now. He should have had a fucking dude, Mister Freeze, helicopter. That would yeah, be so cool as a toy. Ice actually, copper. yes, ice copter. Somehow the heat of the thing doesn't cause it to melt. I don't know. Like, I don't know. We'll figure it out. A, a uh, Barbara fusion. Cold fusion. Cold fusion. Cold fusion ice reactor. chopper, bro. So as a recap, Batgirl in this movie is not Barbara Gordon, as in canon. It's uh, Barbara Wilson, fuck? who was the niece of Alfred. Uh, oh, right, right. But right. in the script, she wasn't the niece. She just called him Uncle Alfred. And Alfred okay. reveals, uh, Barbara isn't really my niece. She's Joanna Clark's daughter. Now, who's Joanna Clark? Joanna Clark is actually Alfred's old... This is where it gets really fucking weird. He's Al- she's Alfred's ex-girlfriend. But definitely not related to the commissioner. Or whatever. Right, okay. Yeah, so basically, Alfred was in love with this girl named Joanna Clark. Uh, he then left for Gotham. Joanna Clark met some guy named Wilson, married him, and Barbara is the daughter of that so barbara is so barbara wilson isn't his niece she's actually the daughter of his long lost love okay his, I, Be- his beaumont kind, yeah the don't yeah it'd be like that but i'm like eh, like i like it as the niece because otherwise this is like this gets into very weird territory if this is the daughter of like the woman you were in love with so is this weird but all right whatever yeah. i mean it's creative license why yeah. not it'd be the daughter of the commissioner instead <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm like, uh, hey, why man. not? Why do you gotta be asking questions like that, bro? The, the whoever the writers or something have the comic like right on the desk. Like, I'm gonna crack it. Like, and then it's like, we gotta get the script in like two weeks. Look, done. dude, whatever Akiva does, it's gold. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Quit throwing that fucking comic book at me. Get it out of here. <laughs> I don't give a shit. Fuck canon. It's 1996. Wilson's just a better, stronger name than Gordon. <laughs> Look on the new AOL. Well, I mean, I, I brought this up in the episode, but I think it's because of the fact that uh, you didn't really get to know who the fuck Mr. Gordon was yeah. in these movies. That industry That's true. giving yeah. him like some emotional connection to his daughter. Oh, it's his daughter. It's just like, I don't give a fuck about Commissioner Gordon anyway. Why do I care about his daughter? But there's the voice of every comic book fan. But still, though. Yeah, I know. <laughs> we didn't ask you to make you him know? a portly... I'm not, I'm not saying I would have made the same decision. I'm just saying it does kind of make. I, I, I trying understand to why they made it. I get it. I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm kind of just fucking around. Let's see. <laughs> okay, so there's obviously there is one scene where, um, if you remember, there's that picture of Poison Ivy at the airport, and then there's Bane who's like in a muffler trying to disguise the fact that he's in the trench coat, but he can still <laughs> see his mask. I love that. That's the best gag in the movie, probably, dude. A muffler. It's this visual gag, a yeah, scarf. Yeah. So there's oh, a uh, in the Bane script, is actually, in like a fucking Dick Tracy looking like Ninja Turtles trench coat, <laughs> right? And, He's in a fedora at one they're point. They're like trying to be incognito <laughs> in this picture. It's such a great visual gag, actually. <laughs> That's Schumacher's greatest contribution, actually. I think. Uh, let's see. There is, yeah. So I'm bringing that up because there was actually a scene written out of. Uh, you know how they arrived in Gotham and then took over that limo. Because remember, we just cut, suddenly cut to Gotham City. Suddenly, Bane is driving Poison Ivy around. How did right. that happen? Like how they get there? Right. How, where the where the fuck did the car come from? Right. It, it, so it's explained. They show up. Bane is you know in the cargo. He breaks out of the cargo. Then Poison Ivy uses her you know powers and stuff on the businessman dude and then kills him. And right. then they just take over his limo. So it's kind of it's to fill in it's to fill in that gap. All right. Uh, let's see. There's like Makes an sense. there's like an additional scene of Barbara Wilson breaking out to get the motorcycle, but we hate that subplot anyway. So I'm just it gonna was, you, you, skip you, over that. Do you agree with me though? Oh yeah. I mean, yeah. it's it's a stupid way to bring in that character. Yeah. It's yeah. a like find ways that actually fit in with the rest of the story. She could. It'd be better if she was like an actual med student. 
type yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, And she was trying to take care of Alfred. Too much of a side quest kind of thing that's really not yeah, nothing interesting at all. And it looked expensive as, as fuck and when yeah, you were watching it. I'm just like, yeah. why do we need the sequence? Like, it's just yeah. a lot of wasted money. Um, we do see Mr. Freeze trying to work on a cure for Nora during this. So okay. that's kind of cool because we never that's really cool. see him get to work. Because at the true. end, Batman's like, I'm taking you to Arkham so you can work on the cure. No. We never really saw him. <laughs> get to work. <laughs> I've got the, the chemicals and the <laughs> make the beakers. <laughs> I do the worst, Arnold. There's a small. I th- can't do Arnold, bro. Small reference. I don't think anyone else can. I can do a Arnold. nice German boy <laughs> named nope. Hans. Hans. Nine. Uh, Ivy calls him Captain Cold at one point, so that's kind of a Captain Cold, really. Yeah, wow. interesting reference. In that's there. a different guy. I keep telling you, <laughs> it's not the Don't, same man. I get the joke, but it's not this. I'm not that guy. <laughs> she called the Central City. Uh, <laughs> it's not you. It's me. <laughs> not you. Uh, let's see. There's an additional scene. Again, another scene of the fucking motorcycle thing, but of uh, Barbara trying to pay off. Uh, Dick for the motorcycle that she stole. Because remember, she stole Bruce Wayne's motorcycle to do the the and race. She crashed it. <laughs> yeah, it falls over the cliff and everything. Oh, and she's then trying to pay it back. Yeah, she's trying to pay it back. Uh, oh, even that just stupid. sounds like so My, laborious. Yeah. <laughs> as far as like storytelling is concerned. Mm-hmm. All right, now laborious we go into good storytelling. <laughs> Today on laborious storytelling. <laughs> Batman or Robin edition. I'm gonna read the so, entire works of Chaucer. <laughs> In the original English. <laughs> the old English. All right, now we get into the good shit. Uh, so this is about the Alfred dying subplot. It's all good shit, Ben. Okay. Uh, <laughs> he doesn't just say, because there's a scene where Dick Grayson comes down and, oh yeah, because Barbara tells him, like, hey, like, Alfred's sick, you just didn't notice. And then Bruce comes in and he's like, he's not sick, he's dying. That was pretty much the same. What did it happen? Right? Well, yeah, yeah, no, I'm describing the scene. Because okay. Wolfie wasn't here for the the no Oh yeah. yeah, he says uh, getting it he's, fresh. <laughs> he's dying and I can't deal with it. Bruce says that. Bruce says that. Okay, he says, you know, gotcha. Alfred. He'd never say anything, but I can tell until you came along. Alfred <laughs> was the only family I ever had. Without him, I don't know how I would have survived. He saved my life, and I've never told him. So remember when we were watching it, and he he says to Alfred, "I love you, old man." Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, this would have been so much better if we set up the fact that he could, he's never been able to say that. That's true. It was actually set up. Yeah. This is the scene oh, where it sets really? it up. Yeah. Bruce is just walking around Wayne Manor wearing just the cape and cowl and gloves and like punching the wall. I can't take it. I can't take Alfred Beast. I'm a 90s edgelord. We get that, Bruce. We're all having a hard time with it. Would you please put on some pants? <laughs> <laughs> but I can't. <laughs> oh, my God. I don't think George Stop Clinton was ready slamming to do that. doors. <laughs> just throwing tantrums. Anyway. That's the movie I see. <laughs> wow. Oh, but he man. does. He brings up like maybe for the first time in my life, I'm really scared when it comes to Alfred. Okay. So it does. Yeah. It's him exposing it's that vulnerability that pays off later on in the scene where he actually mm-hmm. tells him how you know he, how grateful he is for having Alfred around to raise him and everything. So that's Wolfie. one of the better things mm. in this Batman and Robin. You probably haven't seen it since '97 either, right? Probably not since the first time. Yeah, dude. The way they write Batman is actually sort of decent because every time he pretty much knows everything before everybody else mm-hmm. like he you know knows about yeah. Alfred even though he's been hiding it as best as he can like you know it's just like he's the smartest guy in the room every time mm-hmm. and like it's surprising how well that part is written in the yeah. story and the whole Alfred dying subplot is fucking really solid yeah. actually yeah. Yeah. I gotta watch it again yeah, yeah. Uh, the characterization of yeah, as I said, like for something that gets maligned is like this is the worst representation of Batman. And I'm like, this is actually like a pretty legit version of, of the <laughs> I mean, character. You, we You're have just too Alfred. fucking stupid to recognize that, buddy. <laughs> you throw the fucking VHS at him at the store. <laughs> you need to do some fucking you studying. You lost all right? a customer, Blockbuster, and then you go to Blockbuster up the way to rent it. Where's a? Where, are you in the fucking that one place <laughs> in Alaska? I'm, like, I'm when oh. Batman and Robin came out on VHS. Oh, I got you. Know, back then. Okay, it'll make sense when you, you uh, didn't say that part, man. So <laughs> context. Sorry. Sometimes I start sentences not aloud and then finish them aloud. I see. You're welcome. That's gonna be great for the podcast, man. <laughs> <laughs> Laundry detergent. But it, it, okay, so this whole this whole subplot of of not being able to tell Alfred comes back later on when. 
uh, there's a scene where Bruce says, not all heroes wear masks. Yes. Where I'm just like, wait a minute, is that where not all heroes wear capes come from? It seems like it's, it could have come from then. Yeah, there. Who is he talking to? He's talking to Alfred. And then Alfred's like, I see, Bruce, but what you're saying is that all masks wear heroes. <laughs> That's not what he says in the script. <laughs> That's, uh, it was funny in my head. <laughs> Fuck you guys. Moving on. <laughs> yeah, Bruce says, Alfred, if I've never told you, I just want to say. And then Alfred's like, yes, but then like Bruce isn't able to say it. So we actually see an attempt on Bruce's part to, okay. to say it because okay. Bruce is bringing up the fact that, like, hey, like I know that you're sick and dying. And Alfred's like, it's not proper for a gentleman to bring up these things. And Bruce is like, are you happy with your life? I'm just recapping the scene. Are you happy with your life because you've just been serving here? It could have been better. <laughs> <laughs> Not bad. <laughs> I mean, six out of ten. <laughs> Cleaning <laughs> sucks. Uh, but I'm a good cook. Thanks, me. Uh. I didn't like changing your diaper. So. <laughs> Thanks, me. Uh, Arkham Asylum, it says that there are mannequins displaying familiar costumes. One of them is Riddler's. One of them is his Freeze's. One of them is also the Joker's. Okay. Now, that is surprising because I'm just like, the Joker never got caught. He got killed. So, like, when the hell did he wind up in Arkham Asylum? What did they say that? Oh, he they had like these characters in there. In the script, it says the Joker's costume yeah. is in Arkham Asylum. You know, when I was a kid, that first Batman, when he died, I still yeah. found that to be pretty ambiguous because, like, the laugh toy. Or yeah, whatever. that's true. Yeah. I know. I did and too. And I was just like, wait a minute. I, did I know too. he just fell off of. A I building. could never figure it out, bro. But I could see. You know, <laughs> no, I, I, I agree. I'm almost the same. <laughs> you know, way. I yes, just like right. seemed like they're gonna bring him back for sure. Yeah, it is. Sim- <laughs> it is semi ambiguous. It is. Yeah. 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 Uh, let's see. At one point, uh, Freeze gets his suit back because he get- breaks out of Arkham. He gets his suit back. The cops fire at him, and the bullets bounce off the armor of ice. And Freeze is severely overdesigned. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and and Freeze is like Superman: Eat your heart out. <laughs> so yes. again, another reference to the wider DCU. Again, like <laughs> it's interesting because. Again, this is it's it's a case of like yeah, like everyone thinks it's corny comic book shit, but there this is kind of one of the first instances of references to the wider universe in yeah, a DC yeah, movie. Yeah, one of his first lines is referencing Superman or Metropolis or yeah. something in this movie. Yeah, I'd give like anything to see Joel Schumacher's Justice League. Where's his cut? <laughs> dig dig deeper. <laughs> it's Joel there Schum- somewhere. I want to see that script. Butt shot. Butt shot. Butt shot. Butt shot. <laughs> Uh, here's an interesting deleted scene. So, Cut how about to we change a nice, the name to graceful Buttman. shot of Gal Gadot? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Back to butt shot. Brian De Palma eats your heart Momoa's out. Definitely butt shot. <laughs> Who directed Jade? So anyway. I had always heard this rule. Jade. Oh my God! Are you talking about the fucking '90s nearly X-rated show? Yeah, it movie? was a movie. Yeah. Oh my God! I remember that about guy should have directed time. a Batman movie. That was, I was like, I never saw it, but I know exactly what you're talking about. Caruso. It's the guy's name. Something Caruso. David Caruso. Yeah. CSI Miami. Who was in it? David Caruso and Chaz Palminteri. There was a blonde woman though, right? That chick from that lady from Dogma. Oh, Linda Fiorentino. Fiorentino's in it. Oh, Linda Fiorentino. I am a walking IMDb. <laughs> she was a major crush that I had back in the yeah. day. Oh, yeah, Fiorentino. Apparently she's a bitch. Oh, is she really? Is that why uh, she's not in movies anymore? That's what Kevin Smith said on oh, really? like after oh, the shit. I kind of trust. Like, she was so Kevin difficult. Smith. Yeah, he's only said that about two people: Bruce Willis and Linda Fiorentino. I believe that about Bruce yeah. Willis too, dude. Yeah, I could. Yeah, that's a whole other tangent. Anyway. <laughs> Hey everybody, it's Andrew. I just wanted to tell you about our friend Israel's retro gaming shop, RetroCo. If you go to retro-ko.com, you'll be able to see all of his retro gaming goodies. If you wanted to get that Sega Saturn hidden gem from back in the day, or if you wanted to get the Famicom disc system that you never got as a kid, or any other type of retro game that you were into, or uh, import game, please go to RetroCo.com. That's Retro-KO.com. And if you use the Superhouse code Johnson's Ballsack, you'll be able to get a little bit of a discount at checkout. So please, once again, if you could just go to RetroCo.com, you can also go to Facebook.com slash RetroCo with no hyphen. That's R-E-T-R-O-K-O. You'll be able to find him on Facebook as well. If you were looking for that PlayStation import game that you never got, if you were looking for that Mega Drive game that you never got, or any other kind of retro game, any import game, it could even be European, 
Israel also curates bundles at RetroCo, and he'll curate that bundle just for you. So please go check him out. If you put in the code Johnson's Ballsack at checkout, you'll receive a Superhouse discount. We already interrupted Ben like a thousand times. Keep going, Ben. Sorry. We need to pad this thing out anyway because it's just basically <laughs> just a bunch of deleted scenes. It's not really like, here's a deleted subplot that would have changed everything. I'm this just podcast needs comedy. Yeah. It needs comedy, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Full hot injection right now. <laughs> hot injection? Comedy injection. <laughs> Is that what you call sex, bro? <laughs> well, they do always end up laughing. Oh, I don't get it. All right, moving on. <laughs> okay, we're ready right, for you. So. <laughs> Sorry. So, the, I always heard rumors that uh, Julie Madison was going to get stabbed to death by poison ivy in this movie. Now it's like really dark. I'm like, what the hell would that have been? So right. there's been no evidence of that. I think it's just a rumor. So the real way that okay, so Julie Madison is Bruce Wayne's uh, girlfriend in this, which stays through the comics because she was the first girlfriend that he had in uh, 1939. By uh, the way, it's is it's that woman. <laughs> Weird, I know it's a weird comment, but it, did, did he actually date her in real life? George Clooney? Think he got her yeah. the job? I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, he, she just looks like somebody that Clooney would date. Probably, yeah. You know, I know he's married now, Maybe but it just, out. it just seems like it's just yeah. such a fucking natural fit. I mean, they did ask. Uh, I got to verify that this isn't just an IMDb trivia thing that anyone could have written, but they did ask like a bunch of the cast, I'm like, what would you take home for like from the set? And like they would talk about like, oh, the costumes, the Batmobile. George Clooney, George Clooney said, I'll take L. McPherson. Well, nice. can you blame him? No, I can't blame him. But <laughs> okay, so <laughs> they deleted a scene where uh, Pamela shows up at the at the party, right? And she sort of seduces Commissioner Gordon about like, where's the bat signal from? And everything. Bruce Wayne's there. Okay. Uh, and asked about that signal. Bruce Wayne sort of feels the pheromone stuff, and he actually goes to uh, Pamela and uh, starts like trying to ask her out and everything. And Julie sees this, and she's like, "Really, you're trying to like ask this girl out? We're, we were talking about marriage the other day. What the fuck's wrong with you?" Uh, right. And everything. And right. then she breaks up with him. And that's actually the scene that tips Bruce off. Oh, Pamela Isley and Poison Ivy are the same person. <laughs> Einhorn okay. is Finkel. Finkel is Einhorn. <laughs> Cut to cold shower. Simpsons did it. It's Einhorn. <laughs> so that's that explains the <laughs> fucking that, that ex- Ventura, bro. Love it. Yeah. Loving so these good. fucking. When's Jim Carrey gonna play Batman already? Who? Miss Jim Carrey. Oh, Jim. He needs to come back and play. He Commissioner could obviously Gordon. play a fucking. Very should do, they should role do a one man Jim Carrey Batman. Directed by Jim Carrey. Probably. I could see him play Riddler now, honestly. Like, old Riddler. I, honestly, it would be amazing. Just play him, like, very serious now. If we could get... It'd be it'd be incredible. Yeah. If Val gets his voice back, you know how cool that would be if you just did, like, old Bruce Wayne from Batman Forever versus old Enigma in just, like, a scene or something? Maybe yeah. a scene, but a whole movie? No, no, just a scene. You'd have to have Val Kilmer, no exercise, in the bath, bat suit, <laughs> interrogating the Riddler. <laughs> Dude, he can't... He, no, it'd be as Bruce. He, he, he can't talk right now. Right? He Not can't, but I don't know if he'll. Well. Yeah, I don't know. What happened? Know he, got he, throat, he got throat cancer. Sick. Yeah, he had throat, yeah. He had throat so cancer. So he sounds like he's got like a voice box. He's in Jane Silent Bob reboot where he's like Silent Bob, apparently. Oh, really? He's like, a yeah. blunt man. Yeah. yeah. Oh, is he? Yeah. So he probably doesn't have any lines. I don't <laughs> know about Top Gun too. Thor in there and everybody. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Dang. Chris, uh, I mean, Kevin Smith, is that kind of Well, cool? he, he said he's got three Batman in the movie. Oh really? Yeah, he's got Val Kilmer. He's got Kevin uh, Conroy, I think. He might have Kevin Conroy. I don't know because Kevin, Kevin Conroy, Conroy swears. Kevin uh, Conroy was in uh, Yoga Hose. Yeah, he was. Yeah. Um, oh really? He's got yeah. Ben Affleck in it. Yeah. Uh, amazingly uh, enough. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently they made up or whatever. What yeah. happened between them? Yeah. Basically, uh, Kevin Smith is very public about everything, and I, you know, that's just how he is. Yeah. And this is this is just rumor. I don't know, but more than likely, this is the case. Ben Affleck just didn't appreciate that after a certain point, which I I see both sides. Keep your name out my mouth, it's, son. It's just like, dude, this is our, our, like our private East lives, Coast, dude. West Coast beef. Kevin Smith says he's seen Ben Affleck's dick like <laughs> at a party they got naked or something. Like, <laughs> I don't remember hearing that. <laughs> yeah, dude, wow. I, I listen to a lot of Kevin well, Smith. I'm glad podcasts. they made up. Yeah, I mean, I am. Me too. <laughs> uh, let's see. 
Okay, so Bruce tries to ask Pamela Isley out, but it's only because Pamela's using the, the pheromone stuff. Okay. She was using it on Gordon, and I think Bruce caught a whiff that of it. Slides. Was her introduction the same? She just sprouts out of the ground? Yes, yeah, like, it's all the same shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Uh, but she obviously turns Bruce down because she's not interested. She's just trying to make it to the Gotham City Police Headquarters to steal okay. the bat signal. Uh, but Bruce... She wants the bat signal? Yeah, remember, she wants the bat signal. Bane steals the bat signal so that they can turn it into the Robin signal and kill Robin. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, man. It's, it's sorry. This movie's memorable from two weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> I was too busy laughing the whole time. Yeah, I don't know. Schumacher got me. But, yeah, she turns Bruce down and everything, but that that's why he remembers it. So The Robin signal. The God, Robin I forgot signal. about that entirely. Yeah. <laughs> we saw this. He's like, it's about ago. time. Yeah. <laughs> We're waiting so long. I will come straight to it right Batman. now. Look, they're not asking for you. They're asking for me. She loves me, Bruce. Thwip. That is a literal line in this. Listen, dick. She wants to kill you, dick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. There you go. Yeah, Robin, yeah, yeah. why on earth would anybody make a Robin signal? Get back. <laughs> there's, there's a scene in Titans. God. Do you remember this where, where Starfire's character... Uh, so, I don't know. It's, just, it's something similar where she's just like, dick. And then he's like, real original. Oh, <laughs> like, yeah, 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 yeah. Nice. First season was solid, bro. It felt like a series of one shots almost. It did. I but like it was okay. Season two is more aligned with what I would expect from a live action Titans show. It's like though. an R rated CW. Once you once you go through it, yeah, yeah pretty yeah, much. Yeah. We'll see what they do with Death. But Deathstroke, just off tangent, Isai Morales is amazing as Deathstroke. Is he? He's oh, in like two he? scenes so far, and I like I already buy it He's way more. Isai Morales as Deathstroke. That's yeah. fucking awesome. Yeah, because uh, like yeah. I liked Manu Bennett. But in, in Arrow, the Arrow version of Deathstroke, but like there's so many differences, and he's like an Australian version, yeah, and true. everything. So like it's yeah. a little off, and then they made a lot of different differences. Magnanello had like one scene in Justice League, and yeah, that was yeah. it. So like he didn't really get he to do Justice. He would have killed it, bro. He, he probably so would have. Yeah. Into it too. Yeah. As you see the uh, some for some reason, apparently this is real. Some like fitness model or something said, like I don't play D&D oh, yeah, yeah, or yeah. something, <laughs> and then it was a cut to. Uh, a picture of Manganello on the cover of like fitness magazines yes. ripped to shreds and he was like I play D&D <laughs> owned and then the caption was I'd like to I'd like to report a murder <laughs> <laughs> All right one interesting thing that Akiva Goldsman adds in this that's not in the movie but you know how like Bruce sees these weird like flashbacks throughout of him and, and Alfred yeah Wayne Manor yeah, and everything yeah yeah we would have seen one where, quote, a younger Alfred stands with an adolescent Bruce working together over the original Batsuit prototype. I would love oh. to have more scenes like that of like Alfred too, yeah. being the father. Yeah. Like, you only see him as, like, Alfred kind of just, you know, he's there, he says shit, especially in The Dark Knight and, all, you know, the Nolan trilogy, but to have more scenes of him as young Bruce, it's probably a shitload of this in the comics. There's but a shitload of this in Gotham, yeah. In Go- Yeah, in Gotham. Yeah. yeah, maybe I should watch Gotham, actually. But, <laughs> but yeah, more Five of whole seasons of this shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, like, it. what's interesting to me is that it ties into Batman Forever because, if you know it was Batman Forever, they established he saw the bat and knew to use the bat to be his disguise and strike fear and his revenge and everything from when he first fell into it when he was, like, 12. Yeah. So he's been having the idea of being Batman ever since he was a teenager in this version. Ruminating. Yeah, yeah. it's been ruminating. As opposed to the usual version where like he goes around, he trains, he wants to fight, but he feels like he's lost the edge. He doesn't know where the edge is, and then the bat flies through the window. Oh right. Schumacher right. and Snyder in the Batman vs Superman movie, they did the same shit. Where it's like it's right after the the death of the parents, where he falls into yeah, the cave, yeah, 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 and yeah. that's when he sees the bat, and that's when he's like, I'm going to use that as my as my symbol. Wait. So just to clarify, what's the, generally the uh, comic book canon version is when does it show up exactly it sh- uh, the bat shows up uh after he's already done with training after training to, it's it, it's basically like you Imagine saw if it was a rat <laughs> fell rat went to the ba- basement uh, have you seen or, there's, or a, there's a like a fan comic of like <laughs> it's the same thing where he's like that's it after he sees the bat crash through the window and, it, and then it cuts to broken glass man <laughs> oh my god <laughs> let's just stop that so uh, uh yeah so the usual the canon tracks is like what you see in Batman Begins and Mask of the Phantasm where like he's already been through training. It's yeah. just, he wants to fight crime. He's back in Gotham already, but he's like, I, I, there's something missing. I don't know what it is. And then the okay. bat flies through. Uh, in this version... <laughs> Can't just be vigilante man my whole life. Yeah. It's <laughs> fucking boring. They, they combine. <laughs> yeah. So what Schubacher did, which was kind of cool, was he combined the idea from Dark Knight Returns of Bruce falling into the cave when he was young with the bat flying in the window. So it's all one incident. Okay. And he made it an incident that's tied into Bruce's guilt over 
feeling guilty over killing his parents and things like that. So Efficiency. That was cool. Efficiency, if it were in the fucking movie, but they as cut it. As efficient as Sub-Zero, no. No, no. Most efficient storytelling I've ever seen in my life. Bing, bang, boom. Yeah. <laughs> One hour. The three-act structure. In and out. <laughs> any, yeah, any of those uh, animated ones. Uh, let's see. So he... Uh, yeah, so this is a scene where he goes to the Batcave, and this is actually the original introduction to Digital Alfred. Remember there's Digital Alfred who shows up in the Batcave? Oh, yes. And makes the like suit the for Barbara? Yes. Uh, so he asks <laughs> Digital Alfred. <laughs> it's Digital it's like Alfred. Max Headroom of Alfred. Basically, yeah, that's yeah. exactly what it is. Uh, and asks about the background on Pamela Isley. So it is another thing of him being a detective work, and he matches the photo of Ivy to uh, Pamela and realizes they're the same person. <laughs> what if you could change Siri to a British dude and name, rename him Alfred? That would be, so I would love that. be yeah. awesome. Yeah. I would love that, yeah. Alfred, pull up my ex videos profile. <laughs> right Alfred, away, so order me a pizza. I'm in the mood for BBW. <laughs> FFM. You know that one? I want to see a weird orgy video. <laughs> it's for research for Poison Idol. I want to see Alfred, pull up amateur glory holes. Or glory. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's the truth, people. Alfred, pull up Festival Sluts. <laughs> there is a reference in Titan Season 2 that Jason Todd uses the back computer for that. Uh, for he's porn? a little perv. For what? For porn? Yeah, that's what it's implied. I forgot the actual line. I mean, bro, I, I mean, why not? I mean, look at it. He was into all kinds of fucking He's jerking it off in the Batcave. CD shit. Alfred, put that on my shopping list. <laughs> <laughs> Alfred, let's go shopping. <laughs> uh, let's see. So... This Robin's needs to happen, by the way. <laughs> Get on it, Siri. With the, uh, <laughs> which part? Fucking Alfred being Siri. Oh, Alfred yeah. being Siri. I thought you were talking about for uh, comic on the porn habits of Bruce Wayne. You know, you could say, hey, pewter to Siri right now. Pewter? Really? From uh, Lego Batman. Oh, it's, and it, then it calls you Master Wayne or something. Yeah, really? you say, hey, pewter. That's pretty close to your dream. It's close, but it's just one line. It's not the same yeah. thing. What about Jarvis? Nah, I don't know about that. Fuck Marvel. Called my GPS driver. <laughs> Just kidding. Back DC when I had baby? those GPS. This is a DC yeah. podcast. <laughs> Until pretty, the next Marvel movie. Pretty much. Pretty yeah. much. Uh, let's see. Black Panther 2 Kings. Hopefully, yeah. Versus Namor. Black Panther 2K. By EA Sports. EA Sports. <laughs> <laughs> What's next, Ben? I'm ready. My body is ready. Are you sure? This Merlot-filled... Body is fucking ready Merlot. for the fucking Batman knowledge you are about to pour down my goddamn gullet. I don't know if it's that gullet. cool, but okay, let's see what we got. <laughs> Gullets and gizzards. So there's a different scene of... Okay, so this is the scene where Robin answers the Robin signal. Okay. Poison Ivy kisses him and he's got the rubber lips. Okay. So she basically turns on him already and is just like, I loathe you and your animal superiority. The lines are stupid. I'm not going to go that much into it. But yeah, and then yeah. Batman shows up from the shadows and he's like, I'm not saying I told you so. And that's his entrance as opposed to the movie that I completely forgot actually how he does it. But it's not like that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Get out of here, Batman. I was going to score. <laughs> it's kind of like you that. absolutely were not going to score. <laughs> she is totally playing. You, you were going to die. Or Robin, whatever your I name is. You. Let's see. Tim, I mean, uh, Dick. <laughs> Dick, Tim, Jason, Damon. Whatever your name is. Get over here. Whatever your name is. Tim. There's, a, there's a blooper of Marlon Brando <laughs> fucking up the Kal-El name. He calls him like Elon or something. He's like, Elon. You, <laughs> this is real. This is real. Yeah, it's real. <laughs> I've seen it where he's like, you know, you you, will, you have great power, Elon. Kal-El, whatever your name is. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have Elon. a fucking, um, uh, what's his name? Uh, Marlon Brando. Do you have a Marlon Mom Brando Brando, he talks like. It's gotta be Jarrell Marlon Brando. It can't be Vito Corleone. I don't remember. No, no, no. Yeah, but it's the only one. No, no, we'll get it. Elon, whatever your name is, I can't warm up to it. We'll get back to it. All right, come back to that. Uh, Okay, so what I was talking about with the '66 references, Batgirl. It says, "quote to the old '60s Batman theme." She says, "Batgirl, Batgirl, Batgirl," as she's on the motorcycle. It literally has that in here. I shit you not. Okay. I was amazed. I was just like, I was kind of like. That's way too much, but also, like, if you need to be hit over the head about what kind of Batman this is, that solidifies it. Yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Batgirl. There's a lot of... There's some there's an undercurrent of Robin mentoring Batgirl in the final f- Trying to get sequence. up in them shorts. Shorts? <laughs> Maybe he is, yeah. <laughs> Trying to Use get up in the them shorts. draws. 
draws. <laughs> so at one point, Batgirl's like, this is <laughs> easy. She's like, this is easy while fighting the thugs. Robin's like, crime fighters, rule number one, never say that. And okay. why and everything. And then I think there's a number two rule. I forgot. Let's see. But uh, <laughs> it's pretty much... That's that's pretty much the uh, the gist of it with those two. And then at one point, Batman, there's an implication of him going slightly back to his old ways. Because at one point he says, uh, he doesn't go for the utility belt. He says, let's do this the old-fashioned way. And then it says he begins wailing on the ice gun using his, his hands and fists, <laughs> flying back fists, spinning roundhouse kicks. So he just decides to beat the shit out of them rather than use any gadgets. Okay. That's kind of cool. And then I his thought. pants okay. fall down. Cause his belt's <laughs> off. Yeah. Well, he doesn't take the battering Dude, off. You are so obsessed with this pantsless Batman, man. Yeah, you're not. <laughs> okay, I am. Yes, I am. I myself am not. All I need is the bunny ears. <laughs> Just wear the mask, okay? <laughs> oh yeah. Well, we missed the episode where I talked about that. Call back. <laughs> oh, shoot, in the dark again. Uh, he, he fucked a girl wearing the Batman mask. Dude. No way. Let me let me rephrase that. He had sex to. with a girl wearing the Batman mask. <laughs> Made compassionate and respectful him. love to while in costume Too sweaty. role play. All right, anyway. Uh, <laughs> Hi, Linda. <laughs> just going to love this. Uh, <laughs> Batgirl, at one point when she's hitting... guy Again, if you didn't know that this was a 66-style Batman, they hit you over the fucking head over it because Batgirl said, literally says, pow, wham, kazow. And Robin's like, what the hell are you doing? And Batgirl was like, I don't know. It just feels right. So again, it's like, it's the <laughs> I'm same fighting shit. you, fucking Honestly, asshole. To me, that kind of fits. It fit. It fits. Yeah, it fits. It's, it's one of those where I'm just like, it borders on too much, but to the point where I'm just like, yeah, but this whole movie is too much. This whole movie is just like that, dude. It's yeah. Fine. So I'm just like, it, it, <laughs> it works. <laughs> another another reference. Uh, at one point, Batman's at the uh, computer to like reprogram the whole ice cannon thing, and he's like, "Whoever thought Aunt Harriet's typing lessons would lead to this?" Who the oh, fuck wow. is Anne Harriet? Secret. She's from the '66 show. Oh. Only in that show, though, right? We're Only for in that show. show. Yeah, because nice. in the comics, she wasn't around. It was Aunt yeah. Agatha. Joel Schumacher's like, like, bring me more cocaine. <laughs> bring me more of the '66. <laughs> so Kevin the Smith movie's is, not going to finish itself. Kevin Smith is on the set for this movie, and he apparently talked to Schumacher on the set, and was said something about they were in the Batcave, and he said something about. Uh, so is there going to be a dinosaur? The dinosaur is going to be here or something? And then Schumacher said, what dinosaur? And then he was like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> like the big dinosaur in the background? Yeah. No, it actually would have yeah. worked because remember in yeah. the beginning, they're in a museum. There's a huge dinosaur and they ride the, they like slide down the tail or yeah. like a skateboard. That's true. But that was not in the Batcave though, right? They should have. Yeah, yeah, it should have been. Missed opportunity. There's, uh, but It would have fit right in. It's, in, it's in Kevin Smith's, uh, one of his... Uh, Talks. Well, there still has yet to be a Batcave. We talked about this in the Bachelor uh, interview. There still has yet to be a, a live-action Batcave with a giant penny, the giant Joker card, and the yeah. T-Rex. I want to see that. Who, Matt Reeves, give it to us. Where did the T-Rex come from? Uh, it came from some... Uh, Batman and Robin were fighting on like Dinosaur Island or something, and the yeah. T-Rex is like a robot. <laughs> That's Taika Waititi's Batman. Probably, yeah. <laughs> Dinosaur Island. Dude. Dinosaur Island. YTT's Batman. He actually he could. He, well, he, he could, could kill Batman. Batman. He Think could do that. He could. Oh, be, he actually kill that. And Lego Batman too. I was thinking. Yeah, yeah. It'd you be know? the same type of thing. Zany. You know. Yeah. Get That's Will Arnett to do it in live action. YTT man. There's I was talking with my friends the other day. There's something just inherently funny about the New Zealand accent. Just Korg saying, "Hey man," you know, like even that's just something about that's oh, yeah. funny. Anyway, super tangent. Going back. Uh, okay, so here's a callback. Uh, Andrew will get this. Um, at one point, Batman says, you're losing your cool, and Freeze says, I think not. There'll be no hot time in this old town tonight. Yep, callback. So, Goldsman tried this out with Riddler, because Riddler had a line with, like, oh, there'll be a hot time in the old town tonight, and then he was like, who said that? Somebody said that. That was a line in Batman Forever. So, Goldsman keeps trying to make this happen, and it didn't happen, where he was trying to carry over uh, Joker saying that, and Catwoman, Joker said it, and Batman 89, Catwoman said it in Batman Returns. He was trying to make it a recurring thing in Batman Forever, Batman and Robin. It's so wild to me. It's just it like... Do, it didn't happen. They're cutting out the exact lines that connect to the other. It's like, yeah. movies don't connect to each other. What are you talking about? Yeah. And that was... Old Town was like the red light district, like where the prostitutes were and Catwoman was... I don't know about that. I think that. you're thinking too hard about this. It's just it's based off of the song they're just, title. They're just calling Gotham <laughs> oh, Old Town. Yeah. Wasn't there... Where did Catwoman? Well, come that's, that's from the year one uh, origin of her, where she was a sex worker. 
Right. Yeah. That place wasn't called Old Town. You know what I'm thinking of? Sin City. Probably, yeah, yeah. You're mixing them up, man. <laughs> okay, so Batman's final speech. This is the last thing. Batman's final speech to Mr. Freeze has one interesting tidbit in it because the whole thing was about like you know vengeance isn't true power taking life isn't true power like saving life is true power when he's talking about like vengeance isn't power he says any two-bit thug with a gun can take a life so he's referencing the deaths of his parents but all heroes wear don't wear masks (laughs) right Um, yes yes yes. dude yes you're right yes Ah, and then he punches the guy (laughs) and then he jumps out of there with no pants on I just saw Batman's and that's pretty much it when it comes to the script stuff so as I said like there's not wow. really there's not a ton it's just a bunch of deleted scenes they kind of add more 66 references and then some cool stuff like the adolescent Bruce flashback and then the reference to the Bruce's parents there's stuff there's hardly any changes to Poison Ivy huh not really I mean there's that deleted exactly scene exactly the same yeah there's that deleted scene but that's it and then Mr. Freeze is pretty much like there's no character there's no real other character stuff in it that was cut other than maybe if you count that scene with Alfred. And Bane is still scene. wearing a monkey suit. Okay, here's another thing. Bane doesn't have any lines in the script. Oh, okay. In the movie, he's like, Bane, Dude. bomb. Like in the, in and then Joel Schumacher's like, bring me more cocaine! <laughs> <laughs> Bane is the most changed from source material because yeah. Schumacher obviously doesn't give a fuck about anything that's not in the 66 show. So he turns... Bane is a henchman for Poison Ivy. Was that's that a all young this is. David Goyer edition? To the That's, script, an intern Goyer. What's no, it's just, it's just it? Mr. Schumacher. He wasn't like even around. I think it's just it's just Schumacher not knowing what to do with Bane, really. Right. I think he wanted to just put him in to uh, to be capitalizing on the fact that Nightfall come out a couple years before. Oh right. That's it. That's the only reason, though. It's really, but then it's just like if you're going to bring in Bane, like you can't rewrite this movie and bring Bane justice. There's no fucking room for him. There you got Batgirl. Poison Ivy and Mr. Freeze. Some people forget Bane's even in the movie. Andrew forgot before we watched it. Pretty much. I mean, I sort of remember, but I was just, and I was kind of surprised when he actually came on screen again. Yeah, because it's like you were Whoa. not thinking about it beforehand. Yeah. Um, sure. There was a novelization to this movie. And that any differences? I read. Uh, the only thing I remember, the problem is I can't reread it because this must have been my attitude at the time. Uh, it was not nearly as good as the Peter David one because I gave it away. <laughs> Okay. I think I donated right. to the library or something, so it probably wasn't nearly. And as they've good. since took it out of print. <laughs> probably, yeah. <laughs> you can't well, find it. It's a Batman Robin novelization. Just, Why would they keep printing that? Yeah, <laughs> there. It was by Michael Nyan Freeman, who does a lot of the Star Trek books. But okay. he had two interesting prologues. One was actually about Alfred post the Wayne's death, where he's actually talking about a therapist about what's to be done with young Bruce. I remember that All right. scene. That's a very interesting addition. And I remember another chapter My where... professional diagnosis is that you should put him in a bat costume and make him a superhero. <laughs> Thank you for the money. <laughs> this will save his, psych- his delicate psych- psyche. Yeah. He's already fucked up, so you might as well. I don't know. <laughs> you might as well make him more 20, 40, 60, It's like 80. that Dexter show, but with a bat. Yeah. yeah. Just try and channel it in a useful kind of What's quirky Dexter? kind of way. <laughs> Uh, okay, and then this, the other chapter was more interesting. It was a teenage Bruce Wayne at the Olympics, and he meets Victor Freeze, who's an athlete there. Because remember, they say that he's a decathlon guy. Oh, in okay. It. I um, was thinking pole vaulting for some reason. Maybe. I forget what it was. <laughs> I don't know why. I forgot. I honestly forgot what it was and what their conversation was about, unfortunately. I wish I could go back just to reread it and share what it is, but. Is I, Freeze I American? In the canon? Yeah. I think he is in the canon, but in the 60s show and in this movie, obviously, he's like Eastern. He's obviously got the Eastern European accent. He was okay. in the 60s show, Mr. Freeze? Yeah. He was played by no, three Nora. different actors, yeah. Nora was added by fucking Dini in this in the animated show. Really? Yeah. So yeah. he was just a crazy cold guy. Yeah. What a crazy addition, right? Yep. Like, oh, like the entire crux of his, like, what is it pathos his 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 talk talk about really unlocking a character's potential yeah which by the way is that a segue segue into holy shit superhouse podcast brought to you by segue that's not what we're talking about bro so the bad segue was should have been in the movie no uh the if you've gotten this far you probably listened to our retro co (laughs) (laughs) advertisement that we have in every one of our johnson's uh, ball sack johnson's ball sack (laughs) <laughs> oh yeah! <laughs> oh, okay, so if you've been listening to this podcast the last couple of times for Batman and Robin, we've talked about how Poison Ivy. I didn't really have any 
emotional connection to her the same way that we have with like Mr. Freeze or like what does she represent to Batman? What, what does yeah, what, yeah, what does she mean to Batman? Yeah. What's her deal? Like how can she be written to be better? Like Ben's been reading Batman his whole life and it was like just recently you figured out kind of you feel like you figured out how to Yeah, cuz I never really potential. I never really gave her much thought until we got to this movie and I was just like why do I not really like Poison Ivy? Like if if, I, if there's a comic that's available and it's like it's a Poison Ivy story, like I'm just like, "Eh, all right, maybe if if people say it's good, I'll read it." But it's not my first instinct to read it as opposed to like it's a, it's Ra's al Ghul, it's Joker, it's Scarecrow, like any of the others. I'm just like, "Okay, let's see what happens." And this one I'm just like, "Eh, whatever." It's like lust. You know, it's like the biggest thing. Yeah, but I just life. don't think that's interesting. Yeah. And growth is like rampant fornication. Like plants are like fucking all the time. And she's like <laughs> embodies the essence of... Of fucking plants? Fornication and pain of nature. We see nature as being like blissful and <laughs> bountiful, but really it's just rampant fornication. I don't know. I got that from a Werner Herzog. Are we anywhere close? You should do it in the Werner Herzog. <laughs> you should do it in the Werner Herzog voice. I don't see... Another German guy. A bountiful <laughs> and beautiful nature, I see. Oh, this is good. This is good. Nature. For me, I see rampant fornication and this, pain. This is good. This if you hear good. a bird singing, it's not singing because it's happy. It's We're, singing it's, because it's suffering. <laughs> that's it. That's it. That's Dude, the best I got for yeah, Herzog as Mr. Freeze saying that. Honestly, it's not the worst choice I, in the world. Yeah, I s- to see. Don't <laughs> <laughs> so have him do the puns. <laughs> gonna have a fucking embolism. He has a sense of humor for sure. His Grizzly Man commentary, man. He's just like, yeah. He's he talking must. about this guy. He's like, he's like a hippie. He's like, he he thinks that nature is nothing but beauty, but I see it as just cold brutality. <laughs> right. He says that shit years ago. And my best fiend. He's talking about. Klaus Kinski thinks it's some beautiful thing. It's not. <laughs> it's not beautiful at all. It's just pain. <laughs> I agree with uh, with Mr. Herzog. Nice to meet you, Batman. <laughs> Batman, Air Batman. All right, Dan. <laughs> Our segue was to this poison to ivy. Poison ivy. Talk. Okay, let's talk about poison ivy. So I looked back at the first because a lot of times you gotta look back at the first appearance. I look at the first appearance of Poison Ivy, and there's nothing really about her controlling plants, about her wanting to be plants above humanity. It's that, not in there. That's above humanity thing to me. I don't know for sure, but it felt so She's added a to the movie. It's not just in the movie. I think it's just it became a thing later on. It's just like, oh, okay. she's really into plants. Let's just make her all about plants and like let's she loves plants more than people. And I'm she, just like, that's where you lose me. She couldn't even control plants. She couldn't even day. control plants. She was literally just in the costume and she just wanted to be uh, a crime boss and everything. But what she was addressing was not just any crime boss. She wanted to be the biggest female crime boss. This and is actually was, cool. This is better. Yeah, this way. but it was also, mm-hmm. uh, <clears throat> it was from the like case of fucking sh- poisoning penguin and shit. Like there was no poison either. Like okay. I mean, the, she kissed Batman at one point, but it's like it said it's like chlorophyll and like it was like to hypnotize him, but there's no poison kiss either. Okay, so there's a lot of different differences, but uh, the main thing is that I know I've said like the whole environmentalism thing is like her being Greenpeace or environmentalism gone wrong. There's an element of this where it's not that. Is okay. an element of this where it's not environmentalism; it's an element of it's feminism gone wrong. Is that is that part of the original deal, though? Kind of. It's her hating all men except for Batman or Bruce Wayne. She actually likes them. She liked them until like at the end of the story, she doesn't obviously doesn't like Batman anymore. But I'm like, there's a kernel in there where I'm just like, there's something interesting about this and relevant here, uh, and so. All right, kill me now. But we're going to go into something that could be potentially touchy. But Oh, I'm ready. Yeah. Uh, so get touchy. Feminism, when it started out, and I'm, of course, the best person to talk about it is a dude. But first, first wave feminism, we know all about it. Yeah. is was about, obviously, equal right. I mean, I don't have to explain it for the people who know, but like from my understanding of it, it is like it was for equal rights. Women should be equal to men voting, equal wages, everything like that. It evolves, though. And you can see semblances of it today, but there's a danger of it evolving from equal rights into man-hating. Yeah, I yeah. Can, yeah, definitely. So I feel like Poison Ivy, in a way, is can be a representation of that, where it's not necessarily about man-hating. The story, then, is about prejudice. Okay. But specifically the prejudice towards people who have victimized you, and you want to get back at them. Does that sound anywhere familiar? It's because Batman is prejudiced towards criminals because criminals victimized him. That's true. 
Yeah. Yeah. Right. Because we talked about this where I showed you like the original first comic where Batman punches Alfred Stryker, the first villain, and the guy falls into the acid and he's just like, you know, a fitting end for his kind. And you're like, his kind? Like, Jesus Christ. (laughs) Well, his main thing in the comics is uh, criminals are a superstitious cowardly cowardly lot. lot. Yeah. Like that, that shows like, that's like a huge, like he, that's a something that a a prejudiced person would say. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So he's, Prejudice against criminals, just like Poison Ivy, is prejudice against rich white men. Uh, who are, is, you unlocked yeah. it. This is yeah. it. So, this is totally it. It is a case where she has been victimized and overlooked. She's probably been abused by her boss, you know, who commonly is the Floronic Man, Jason Woodrow, okay. and everything like that. And so she wants to go up against those type of men who are seen as powerful, who overlook women and victimize women and who would she hate more than a billionaire playboy who like runs through all the like playboy models cool. to, you know yeah they're good. clapping them cheeks yeah. <laughs> clapping cheeks she hates lines like that yeah. <laughs> yeah. so the plans are just the tools sorry miss ivy the pl- are her, means to an end. the means to an end the poison kiss and everything like that she will try to seduce them in order to kill them because that's her way of righting wrongs that's her way of Saying like, okay, you, I've been victimized by someone like you. You don't deserve to live, type of thing. I could also see now that you're talking, you probably already thought about this as well. But yeah. like, plants are inherently feminine to her, and then animals are inherently masculine to her. You know what I'm saying? It could, yeah, it could be a case of that. But it's, it's also the point. Yeah. The plants can be a symbol of the abuse that she suffered because remember Woodrue in a lot of the versions and the movie stays true to this Woodrue is responsible kind of for her plant powers in a way and for turning her into this sort of freaking nature so it's kind of her being scarred by that abuse and then using that to take power just like Batman is scarred by his trauma and uses the fear that he felt that night towards the criminal element the only thing is about this whole deal is I mean, I, I like it a lot, but I just feel like there's always going to be that backlash from the dumbass neckbeard fans that are going to be like, yeah, we should have traditional wives. You know, they'll just read it the wrong way, I feel like, you know? In terms like, of feminism, is, poison, I think, feminism yeah. definitely is wrong. You know what I mean? I mean, yeah, they, would, they will, but I mean, it, you have to like you have to be very careful with the storytelling in terms of like, this is a story about prejudice and the fact that like... Batman changes from this because he experiencing fighting with her shows like okay he has to check his own prejudice towards criminals. I, I love that. I think that is great. I'm I'm kind of playing devil's advocate right now. I know. I know. I'm I'm it's, I'm not. I'm saying I'm not saying that it's not going to be backlash. In fact, like especially when you're dealing with gender politics and everything like that, yeah. there's certainly going to be that element. It's got to. It's <clears> got to read like. Are you trying to say it's going to read like? Um, Anything that's good can be taken too far. Yeah, that's exactly what I think. Yeah, okay. <clears throat> Where it's just like he understands why she's going for that. He understands that because he's done that himself. But he knows that she's going too far. And instead of making it about her seeking justice for Woodrow, it's about her hating uh, everybody who seems in her mind to resemble Woodrow in any okay. way, shape, or form, even when it's not the same situation. And that's where it goes from wanting justice to just flat out cruelty and becoming the abuser and thinking that you're justified in becoming the abuser. Okay. Interesting. So that's how I see it in terms of how to revamp Poison Ivy. And again, like she can target Bruce Wayne and everything and Bruce Wayne, maybe there's a little bit of an element of Bruce Wayne, like kind of checking himself in terms of like, okay, am I actually this type of person? The way that right. I treat people as, right. as Batman or even just treat the people I date because I mainly just use them in order to uh, have excuses and alibis. To hold up an image. It. Yeah, to hold up he an uses image. women to hold up an image, basically. Yeah, he does. Yeah. And That's definitely like a bad side to, to Bruce Wayne, man. Right. But then it's, it's... Interesting character dynamic to explore. Yeah. But then it's also like maybe this is the evolution from the... Because like, I, I always thought in the Dark Knight trilogy, Christian Bale's Bruce Wayne starts off as like this douchebag who like he sleeps with all these bottles and everything, right. but he never really gets redeemed in the public eye. Um, but I always thought maybe there was going to be a version where he goes from that into the more philanthropist Bruce businessman Bruce Wayne that we see in the animated series or Batman Forever or even Batman and Robin. A character arc for Bruce Wayne. Yeah, a character arc from that, and maybe there's some element of that here too, where okay. he because there's always those. Be cool. 
I hate those arguments, but I of like some people are just like, yo, Batman's just a rich white boy bully who beats on like the poor I people. I don't want to say bully, dude. Beats like, on Puerto Rican. But the, the poor idea guy, is I'm just like criminals, man. I mean, like, yeah. more than likely super criminals yeah. and henchmen in fucking, and also he's not killing them. Yeah, yeah. You no, I'm just I mean? like he's going after people who hurt other people. He's not just going over people who's like you're poor, therefore I will beat you. Like that's what, that's what makes it sound like. I'm just like you haven't read a fucking thing in your life. Yes, poverty does cause crime. I all know that. But all, yeah, know, I mean, there's a stupid ass tweet where it's just like, hey, like if Bruce Wayne paid more taxes or whatever, like he would stop all crime and do more good than Batman. I'm just like, yeah, throw tax money at the that at the fucking Joker. See how that's gonna save your life. Yeah. That's true. And He'll also, burn it's it. like you got to allow for some things in this type of storytelling because you got a guy in a fucking bat suit Fake. going around. There, there, <laughs> yeah. there are certain, yeah, there are certain elements where I, I realize this is ironic to say, given the fact that I was bringing some sense of gender politics into the Poison Ivy thing, but I'll just say it anyway. Just keep your fucking politics out of my Batman. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I fully acknowledge the contradiction, but it, I'm, I'm bringing this up because it's just like maybe this is what causes him to be like, hey, maybe I do need to look out for the guys who feel like they're forced into this. It's a Grant Morrison thing where it's just like you got you got the fans that are some fans are like, who pumps a Batmobile's Bill's tires? No one does. You fucking idiot. That's not important to the story ever. His like, name is. Harold. People will say Alfred, but it's just like it's like, dude. Yeah, probably. Alfred. You're worried. You're worried about all this minutia over here. It doesn't fucking matter. Yeah. The problem is you become an adult. You still like these stories, but you're overanalyzing them to where it's not even fun anymore. Yeah. Like, dude, just don't worry about you it. You need man. the Batman story that's gonna help you figure out what to do about your mortgage. Like, does Mask of the Phantasm need to have a scene of somebody fucking pumping the Batman's tires for that movie to be good? Do any of the good Batman stories need that? No. no. You just need the parts that are good. That's it. A Schumacher piece. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost done, Bats. I could see like a Plastic Man or some Holy sort of like tube. comedy. Patch kit. Booster Gold or some sort of comedy thing like kind of like talking about yeah. that. But That's I, what I would say is keep comedy out of my Batman. <laughs> well, he's that kind of the sucks. opposite of, yeah. <laughs> That's why the Joker works. That's why the Joker works, yeah. He's the only yeah. one who should be telling jokes. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you could also make up for it with the whole like you can't you you don't have to have her be the only female who's gone through this in the storyline either. You can have like a, right. another character. You can have a Catwoman or a Vicky Vale type or something who is like representing the other side, the more balanced side and things yeah, like yeah, that, yeah, 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 who yeah. helps Batman up against Poison Ivy and yeah. everything. So that feels more equaled out and isn't just like oh like man versus woman and woman's wrong and see like the, you know, feminism is wrong. Like right. I get that that's probably going to be the wrong conclusion. But you get you you have to balance it out, and it comes down to being very careful with how you go about that. So it can lead into some controversial shit. But I'm just like I'd rather have controversy than just me being bored by Poison Ivy, because that's what I am with most who, of the stories. Who do you think is the hottest Batman takedown? Hottest Batman takedown? What do you yeah. mean by that? Takedown like soiree, like rendezvous. Who's his hottest? Uh... Well, the girl he's dated. Yeah, dated is a word, I suppose. <laughs> Girl who's been with? Yeah. In the, in the movies or in what? In Knox Boots. That's like out of every... Who's your favorite Batman? I'd go with movies because like, the problem is like the comics, they're like all drawn in different ways that I'm just like, uh, like that's really tough because they're all yeah. drawn hot in the comics, but then in the movies, they're brought to life. Right. Uh, God, Pfeiffer probably. Yeah, maybe Pfeiffer. I would go movies, yeah. Mm, I still like 90s and Nicole Kidman. Vale. Cole Kimmins up there. Yeah, it's tough. That is tough. Basinger? Basinger, yeah. That's mine. Basinger? Okay. Hottest Batman takedown. That's takedown. Isn't it? <laughs> Let's go with um, date. <laughs> let's make it easy. Make it easier to, let's make it, uh, you know, a little, little bit better for women to listen to. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, ladies. Men can be takedowned too. So that's my uh, that's my take on Poison Ivy. Uh, so I think we've revamped a whole bunch of villains. We've revamped Riddler to make it about ego. Yes. Uh, and jealousy and envy and everything like that. I did kind of do a revamp on Scarecrow um, when we were doing the casting stuff. And then this one is going to be about prejudice and everything. So it's like we're making a lot of like mini arcs for it's Batman. A, it's a very good modern take, too. And man, that would be really great for maybe Gail Simone to write in the comics, or, for, or something, or or Ben, you submit some some sort of fucking line or whatever to yeah. uh, Jeff Johns people, whoever the fuck you're talking to. This? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Please listen to our podcast. We had a, a connection to Jeff Johns at one point. Um, anyway, that's another story. Um, <laughs> <laughs> sort of blew that one. Anyway, um, all right. Thanks for listening to the Superhouse Podcast. Hi, <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure he's not listening. But anyway, um, uh, yeah, uh, thanks again. Also, it's been a while, but thank you, Shasta, as always, for the Patreon patronage. Thanks, Shasta. Patronage. Patronage. Um, yeah, so go to patreon.com slash superhousepodcast to give us a dollar. That's the only tier we have currently. Um, if you want to, uh, please give us some money. Let's see, four million of you each give us a dollar. We can quit our jobs do this full time. We'll bring you hot, new, uh, beautiful superhouse content every day. <laughs> if you give us four million dollars, we'll make it every five minutes. Exactly. Constant new stream content. all the time. Content. Content. Um... And then uh, Superhouse is on all the social media and all the podcasts, wherever you listen to them. Um, you'll find us. I am Thunderwolf Drew on Instagram and Twitter. And I'm Ben Juan Ryder on Instagram. I'm Wolfie. <laughs> and that's it. Andrew signing off. Ben signing off. Adios, muchachos. Network.